have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. Sisters, you arrived at the bunker. Grab a cup of joe, a stout tea, or maybe your favorite adult beverage. This is the prepper's place for open discussion on whatever the hell we want, brought to you whatever the hell way we want. This is the new format of the OPS Bunker, a prepper survivalist show. So sit down, kick back, post up, relax, and welcome to the bunker. Preppers, survivalists, off-gridders, homesteaders, and the like. Welcome to the Ops Bunker, a podcast for preppers. Leave a voicemail to get on the show, speakpipe.com slash OPS. Email us at shtf at topsbunker.com. That's topsbunker.com. I want to thank you guys for joining us. If you're new to the show, welcome to the bunker. If you enjoy listening to the show, please consider leaving us a five-star review. Those five-star reviews and downloads get calculated and help decide the order in which podcasts appear in the search list. Good or bad, of course good is better. Five stars is best. Your feedback is much appreciated. All right, guys, uh, Rhonda's going to meet us in a few minutes. Uh, She's running a little bit late. So uh, let's go ahead and start with the news. Texas Governor Greg Abbott claimed that President Biden is in violation of federal law as he refuses to enforce immigration statutes already on the books adding that he is giving mass parole to foreign nationals who illegally ingress into the United States. Abbott said that both members of the Border Patrol and the Border Patrol Council have told Texas officials that they side with them when it comes to the controversy over the construction of razor wire at a state-owned park along the border at Eagle Pass. Here's Texas Governor Greg Abbott talking about the border crisis in his state. As Border Patrol Council and Border Patrol members have made clear to Texas and to myself, Uh, They want to have nothing to do with regard to tearing down that razor wire or tearing down uh, the barriers that Texas has erected for one simple reason, and that's because they are working. Border Patrol says that what Texas has done to secure the border actually makes their job even easier. The only resistance we're facing is coming from Joe Biden. Know this, Sean, and that is Joe Biden is in violation of federal law that already exists. For one, he is not living up to his duty to deny illegal entry across the border and said he's aiding that illegal entry. The second thing is he's not, once people do cross the border, 
uh, he is not detaining them as he's, as he's required by law. And so he's giving mass parole across the country. Because Joe Biden is not enforcing the federal immigration laws, that gives Texas the right under that Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution to defend ourselves from imminent harm or from an invasion. So Texas has every constitutional right in this case. And I believe when the sun sets on this, Texas will be vindicated and the Constitution will be strengthened. Because they're not just doing that job poorly, but because they have totally abandoned doing that job whatsoever, that is exactly what gives Texas our constitutional right for Texas to be able to act. So by, by Texas building the barriers that we have, by us taking the action to repel illegal immigration, we're fully authorized because the, the federal government has ceded or, or conceded the field of immigration enforcement and Texas has picked up that duty and we're the ones in self-enforcement. Let me tell you this amazing number, Sean. If you know where that park is, where uh, Texas now has taken over and we've blockaded uh, that park, that is an area where sometimes over the past year, there would be as many as two or three or more than that thousand people coming across the border a day. Yesterday, there were just six people crossing the border. All six of those people were arrested by Texas law enforcement officers. We have now cracked down and been able to staunch the flow of illegal immigration. Biden should want this replicated across the entire border. That's what Texas is trying to do as we speak. And, and now Joe Biden's being encouraged to federalize your National Guard, your State Guard. Um, what's, what happens if, if he tries that? Because he did have a deadline of Friday. He hasn't done anything, as usual. but. What if that happens? If, if he tries to do that, well, first of all, as you know, this is the number one issue in America. Americans want a secure border. If Joe Biden federalizes our National Guard, that would be the biggest political blunder that he could make. And that's why I think he will not do it. That said, of course, I am prepared in the event that they do make such a blunder to make sure that Texas will be able to continue to secure our border. I don't, I'm not even gonna ask you what your plan is because I don't want you to telegraph it to them. But the fact that you have to, you have a president that has been aiding and abetting nearly, we're now getting close to 10 million Joe Biden unvetted illegal immigrants in this country. I can't think of a bigger danger. You, you've heard from these former retired FBI, you know, people in the, in the upper echelon of the FBI warning that this is an invasion warning that these are a lot of these people are you know men that are of age that they they could wage war on the country what are the odds that from these countries that they're coming from that they have radical associations and are, are setting up you know sleeper cells here in america i would say the odds are 100 percent myself i hope i'm wrong well, so, and so, Sean, what you just said taps into the, the words uh, in Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, where it talks about imminent danger. We are in imminent danger because, as you rightfully point out, these are facts. And that is, there are people who are known terrorists who are coming across the border that pose an imminent danger, whether it be in Texas or some other state. That, because Biden is not doing his job, that fully authorizes the state of Texas to protect our state and our country from that imminent danger. Let yep. me say thank you to, to my fellow governors. Half of America now is standing against the Biden administration, also more than a majority of all the attorneys general across the country. Biden is not taking on Texas. Biden is taking on the United States of America. Well said. Yeah, it's a real mess down there, it really is. Okay, so Rhonda's back. Uh, she hasn't been here for a couple of episodes. She's been in Texas and doing other things. 
Uh, are you glad to be back? I am glad to be back. Yep. How was your Texas trip? It's cold, well, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, well, it was, it was cold actually here. very nice for most of the time I was there, and it got cold right when I was leaving. Right. Yeah, because that that winter storm was coming through that you had to you had to really manage your trip, and you were able to go through some of your dad's old stuff uh, to see we can see it would be useful on the farm here. Yeah. So that was cool. Yeah. So you came back with some neat stuff. Um, yeah, and while you were gone here, it was like uh, six degrees and minus sixteen degrees, and I think it was like a day where it was like minus twenty, um, and then all of a sudden now it's back up to normal temperature. So while you were gone, we had the uh, the well freeze up on us, so that was a that was a trick to try and fix. Mm-hmm. And then we've had our New Year's uh, episode, which you missed, which was really just a big roast of the liberal <laughs> and. You know, the the crazy woke people out there, which was kind of fun to do. And we ended it with a little Trump, you know, push at the very end. And last, mm. e- and last week's episode was all about the uh, the election coming up. Make yeah. sure everybody knows that how important it is. to. Mm-hmm. Do we have our, our uh, registered voter cards? Yes, we do. Good. Now, I, no- I noticed the one that I had one come in that said I had to register because we changed addresses. And then I got another one that came in that says, this is your voter registration card. Keep it in your wallet. But it didn't say that I was registered as anything. It said registered as, and it was blank. So I hope that doesn't matter. I don't think that matters. Maybe I have you to can register. register as a particular party if you choose to. I'm pretty sure I did that when I registered. Maybe I didn't. But I mean, I got the card, so now I'm I'm good to vote. I, I should be fine. Yeah. Good. Good. All right. Uh, how about uh, we do some? Sh- I know you can't stay on long today, so how about some shout outs? What do you got for shout outs? Do some shout outs. Okay. We have a big accumulation from the whole month of January. Uh, we're up to 440 group members now. Oh, wow. So, yay. Last time you were on, we were, we were just coming up on 400, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Something like yep. that. Yep. So let's give a shout out to Robin, Scott, Jason, Nathan, Andrew, Mark. Carolyn, Samantha, Justin, Stacy, uh, Remington. I'm just saying the first word on some of these names are not real names, but I'm still just going to say the first word of them. Uh, Mark, Chris, Trey, Alex, another Mark, William, Jason, Jessica, Jansen, Jansen, right? Jansen, Jensen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Connie, Cheyenne, Hageman. Crystal, Dan, Jan, Zach, Chad, Sammy, Smith, Kermit, Jesus, Jarrett, and Amber. If you joined in January, then you know who you are. All right, guys. Thanks for joining the bunker. That is awesome. That's a big list. Hageman? Is that what you said? I don't don't know That's a last name. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't know that name as a first name. Jansen, I was thinking, might be European, like Jay is a... Sounds like a Y, but I'm not sure how to. Jansen? Maybe. Oh, cool. Is that like uh, Jansen? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the shitting log? <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, so let's talk about, I know you can't stay long today. Um, we got a pretty good episode coming up, and I'm, I'm sad you can't you can't be with it. But uh, you wanted to look at some bunker stuff while you were here in studio. So what do you got for bunker well, stuff? Well, I just wanted to bring up how many states are supporting Texas with our border right now. Well, last time I looked, it was 25 states backing us with that. I don't know exactly what's going on today, but I've I've seen some of the videos uh, where they're at Eagle Pass, you know, tying things up and 
securing it, and I think it's awesome. It's got the federal government's, you know, panties in a twist, so they're all mad about it. So there's but, there's several know. posts in the bunker about that, but I just uh, I think that's a good topic for everyone to um, cheer about that Texas is getting a lot of support around the country. I'm glad that 25 plus states are supporting Texas. Why is it not all? The states well, is what I want to know. Because some of those people think it's just Texas's problem and they don't give a shit because they're not in there. Ridiculous. You know, we need to send the buses over to some of those states. They do. Get them involved. You know, and now they're saying they can't take them or they don't want them or they're having problems of their own. You know, and Biden is looking at it like uh, it's this is all about election now. So anything going forward that Biden's going to do is going to be to make himself look better. I don't care. As long as he fixes the border, the problem is, I think that the, the uh, uh, what he's putting into Congress, you know, to actually for his plan to, to fix the border, he's also uh, putting in the bill stuff for Ukraine and other other things, which is where the you know the Republicans on their side they they're declining it, they're against it. Because of the fact that he's putting in all this. Why can't you just put the bill in just for the border? Why do you have to put other stuff in it? Why do you have to say, I'll fix the border if I get to give Ukraine another billion dollars? Doesn't make sense to me. Doesn't make sense to the Republicans in Congress. So it's an argument. You know, and then you get people saying, well, the, the Republicans are now saying that the border is not important enough. So they're going to they're not trying to pass the bill or whatever. So they're trying you know, to block the bill when that's not the case. They're saying we don't want the other stuff that's in the bill. Right. That's what I'm getting from it. I haven't dug deep into it. Honestly, I just haven't had time with everything that's going on here, you know, uh, at the farm. But honestly, it's. It's crazy. Well, let me bring up something else that's of concern. And this was brought up in our one of our bunker chats. I think it was the opposite chat. Um, there's a bill that got introduced on January 11th to the House. And it is um, prohibiting unauthorized private paramilitary activity. I don't like that. Sounds really bad. So they're trying to put some restrictions on... Private military activity. I mean, well, what what do you what is private? You know, what do you what does that consist of? Does that mean uh, um, a bunch of friends who get together and are trying to protect somebody's property? And if they happen to wear camouflage and tactical gear, they're now called paramilitary. Uh, I'm not going to read the entire thing because it's really long. But some of the things it mentions is publicly patrol, drill, engage in techniques capable of causing bodily injury or death. Interfere with, interrupt, attempt to interfere with government operations or a government proceeding. Interfere with or intimidate another person in that person's exercise of any rights. Uh, assume the functions of a law enforcement officer, peace officer, public official. Whether or not acting under the color of the law and assert authority over another person without the consent of that person. Train or engage in any activity described it's it goes on and on. Basically, yeah. they don't want uh, vigilantes. They, that's what they, they don't want vigilantes on the border. I get what what's happening there. I I know nothing about what you're talking about. I probably should have read the posts and see what's going. On. I what I did see was there is a group of uh, regular old Joes who are out there and they are guarding a certain section of the border, very small section of the border. And when they do find people, they're giving them 
food and water, and they're bringing them to ICE or Border Patrol, whoever's out there. They're not shooting them. They're not beating them up. They're not saying mean things to them. A couple of the people actually speak Spanish, so they're able to talk to them and find out what their names are and have conversations with them. They don't, they don't seem to be having a problem. I saw a news crew out there talking to them about it, that somebody's making a big old deal like these scary people are coming up and apprehending people coming across the border. Apprehending? Maybe. But not like in chains and and handcuffs. They're giving them sandwiches and water, and they're bringing them over to where you know to the where the authorities are. So they're not just walking into people's private land. I don't have a problem with that. But is it vigilantism? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Now, if they were all set up on hilltops with sniper rifles and they were just taking people out, I have a problem with that. That's that's bad. Now, if these people are on private property and they're protecting private property, I have no problem with that either as well. So it's a mess. The whole thing's a mess down there. It really is. So uh, the problem, one of the problems I see with this is they already apply the word militia to groups that are not militia. Uh, And we have some listeners in that situation where they're the groups they belong to are being referred to as militia and they are totally not. They're like going out and doing all kinds of nonprofit work and cleaning up the community and all kinds of stuff, but they're getting uh, referred to as militia online by the, you know, by the fake news. You know, my point being, I foresee them trying to apply this law in areas where it doesn't even really apply. That's HR 6981 is the number of that bill. Say that again. HR 6981, Preventing Private Paramilitary Activity Act of 2024. 11 co-sponsors, 11 Democrats. Okay, so you're saying that some of the bunker people have groups that are being called militia by other people? What, what, are, you, what are you saying there? One of the organizations that some of our listeners belong to when I Googled yeah. Referred to them as militia, and they are not militia. Who's referring to them as militia? Several articles that I found. Okay. Not just one you. source. It was several. And I'm I'm trying to figure out what is what it why are they being called militia? Militia, I'm looking at it right here, is a military force that is raised from the civil population to supplement a regular army in an emergency. That's what a militia is. It's it's the army calling up citizens to come help. That's what a militia is. Okay. So if the army's not calling them up to come, you know, help, then they're not militia. Why do they use that word? Because it sounds bad. They've made it a derogatory term. Militias have been around for many, 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 many years. Thousands of years. They were we talked about this before. It was England, I believe it was England, and they needed forces to help their their armies so they would call on the regular citizens to come help them and that was called a militia if i'm not mistaken and i'm probably not saying it eloquently but it's something to that effect am i wrong in thinking they're using that as a derogatory reference i think that maybe they're trying to say that they're that they're like they're acting like a militant group but to say that they are militia they're using the word wrong a force that is raised from the civil population to supplement a regular army in an emergency. See, I, I believe that they use that word to refer to people that are um, anti-government or... They do. You're right. Okay. They do. They use it in a bad way. Anytime that there's 
you know, a group of people who are anti-government. Standing or, up for their rights. Exactly. They call them militia groups. And Freedom. because we have, we have tactical gear, we've got guns, we've got stuff that looks like military, they use the, the term militia. A militia is an activated group of people that have been called upon to go help the army. That's a militia. It's not just a group of people with guns that walk out somewhere, someplace. That's not a militia. That's just a group of people with guns. And if they're on their own property, there's nothing you can say about them. They're doing what they do. We go out and I carry my gun all day long. Does that mean I'm a militia? I wear tactical stuff. Does that mean I'm in the militia? It's ridiculous. I agree. This uh, one particular article says, A look inside an anti-government militia. The U.S. far-right uh, milieu, I don't know that word, is not monolithic. It can be divided into at least five sections. Racist extremism, namely white nationalism and supremacy. Anti-government extremism, national or uh, nativist extremism, anti-abortion extremism, and male supremacy. Wow. So... And, and <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. And okay, let me just go on with this next sentence. The anti government movement, which is the most relevant, can be categorized into six subsections militias, tax protesters, sovereign citizens, constitutional sheriffs, far right segments of survivalists or prepper communities, and conspiracy propagandists. <laughs> so I love it. Yeah, I love I, it. I'm it's, just it's saying so, this just so, came to ignorant. mind. It's ignorant and it's it's political and the people that are pushing it are very smart because they're pushing at the people who are very dumb and that's the problem. This uh this is what came to mind when I saw the uh, bill that's, you know, referring to private paramilitary activities. If they want to call them paramilitary, I don't really have a problem with that because para means above or out of the norm, okay? And military. So above the military, out of the norm of the military. Okay? Like the word paranormal. It's outside of being normal. That's what para means, above. Okay? So if they want to call them paramilitary, fine. If, you know, that's not really a derogatory term as far as I'm concerned. No, no. I'm just saying I think that this is a way for them to fuck with people it more. Is. Just another way. Yes, and there are there are people that are very, very smart that know exactly what to say, when to say it, how to say it, how to get all the different news outlets out there to say the same thing. So they're all catchphrases and all that. Oh, yeah, scripted Yeah, it's all scripted. responses and mm -hmm. stuff. And they're all saying the same thing. And then you get all of the people out there that are just sheep who are just followers who don't want to think for themselves, who, who are too lazy to think for themselves, who probably have some, some intelligence but don't want to use them. And they just follow along with the crowd. And they believe them. So they believe things like militia, militia groups, and they believe things like prepper survivalists are, are parts of them. militia. Yeah. And we are prepper survivalists, and we're the farthest thing from a militia because we have not been called upon by our government to go help them fight in a war. So we are not a militia, period. Now, when the government calls me up and says, hey, can you help us out? Bring your guns, your ammo, whatever gear you got, and come meet us over here and help us. we got a problem. Then I'm in the militia. That's the militia. Am I a militant group? No, but I do know prepper groups. I have met, seen, and have been asked to join prepper groups that were very militant. And their whole way of doing things was all about the guns. And of course I refused because that's not the lifestyle I want to live. My preparedness lifestyle is completely different. My my guns and ammo and protection, that sort of thing, that's all, all that part of the training is 
Well, you know, you live with me. That's what, 20% of what I do. Yeah. If, if that. We've been on this property now for what, three months, two months? And we've only shot our guns once. Yeah. One time. We can go shoot every day, anytime we want. Nobody's going to stop us. But we don't. You want to know why? Mostly because bullets are expensive. You can't just go out and, you know, I could go out and blow out $1,000 worth of ammo in 30 minutes if I wanted to. We can't afford that. Militant group. No, we're not a militant group. <laughs> and you know, I've been in the prepper survivalist community for many, many years now, decades, okay? And I have only met a very small handful of people who are militant, who are actually violent, militant type people. Only a few. Everybody else has been just a patriot, wants to be self-sufficient, wants to do more for themselves and let and have the government do less for them. That's what they want out of life. So yeah. I can go on and on. It's just going to piss me off and irritate me, but <laughs> I might, I might, I might get on Facebook today and, and blow off some steam. We'll see. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. All right. What else you got from the bunker? Um, there was. There was a comment on the bunker about Andy Frisella. Have you heard of this guy? Andy Frisella? No. Um, I don't know a lot about him because I just clicked on it a little while ago, but I'm really liking what I'm reading. He has a podcast. Um, there's a challenge that he has for mental toughness. It's not a fitness challenge. It's a mental toughness program. And it says no credit card or anything. You're not going to pay anything. You just sign up for this. And I think I'm going to do it. I don't know exactly what it is, but I could use some mental toughness. It's free. That's what it says. Do you have to go it's somewhere? It's called 75 Hard. Let me see who posted that in here. Do you have to go somewhere or is it done online? I think it's online. Huh. That was in Shooting the Bull. 75 Hard. That's what yeah. it's called. If you want a challenge, check out Andy Frisella, 75 Hard, episode 208. It's a great mindset change. I will say I didn't do everything, but what I did, I did notice. So hmm. that was Cody in the Shoot the Bull chat. So I went and checked him out. Yeah. And um, he's got a lot of uh, tough stuff on there. I'm, I'm looking into it. If you want to get tough, look him up. Well, I'm looking up the website right here. Andy Frisella. Yeah. Frisella. Frisella. Um, 75, this is not a fitness challenge. 75 hard is a transformative mental toughness program. So his podcast is called real AF. <laughs> real AF. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Cool. Anyway, if you want to get tough mentally, I know that, uh, as far as, you know, overall, our kind of people are already the mentally tough people of society as compared to some other people. But it uh, doesn't hurt to get tougher. 75 Hard is the only program that can permanently change your life from your way of thinking to your level of discipline. You approach every single task in front of you with this is about mental tough. This is about mental toughness. 75 Hard will show you how to 100%, no, to 100 times the following traits in your life. Confidence, self-esteem, self-worth, self-belief, fortitude, and grit grittiness interesting and then you got to press well, that buttons okay i'm in play the areas i'm weak are my uh willpower <laughs> self-discipline things like that so that's why i'm thinking i'm gonna go ahead and sign up for this 
well, I think it's free to sign up, but this website is showing me that at some point you're going to have to pay. Okay. Well, I'm going to check it out, so I'll let you guys know. It's showing a bunch of people with before and after pictures, like like flabby, then then hard, you know, then, you know what I'm saying? I like could use some of that, too. Well, we all can. I definitely can, <laughs> for sure, but I'm I'll, sure you're going to pay for it. I'll let you know what I find out. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into it and cool. see. Cool, cool. Thanks, Cody. Appreciate that. Um. Anyway, so obviously I haven't been real involved. Um. I didn't have a lot of time to go through and pick out stuff on here. But anyway, glad to be back. I'm glad to see such a jump in growth this first month of 2024. So I'm really happy to have so many people joining. Yeah. Let's make it a big year. Excellent. We got a great show for you tonight, guys. We all know the rule of threes for survival, right? Three minutes without air, three hours without shelter, three days without water, three weeks without food. Well, tonight, we'll be talking about the first one, three minutes without air. Let's get to it. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Military industrial complex. And we as a people will get to the promised land. We will make America strong again, proud again, safe again. We will make America great again. Leave a voicemail to get on the show, speakpipe.com slash OPS. Email us at shtf at topsbunker.com. You guys heard it right. It's shtf at topsbunker.com. We had to change the email from opsbunker to topsbunker due to some issues, but we kind of like topsbunker. We like the way it sounds. It's the original prepper survivalist, T-O-P-S, so it kind of works. So it's uh, shtf at topsbunker.com. Please email us, give us a shout out, talk to us, ask us some questions, see if you can get on the show, all those things. That's what you use the email for, shtf at topsbunker.com. Do it now. Now we hear the phrase three minutes without air in reference to the rule of threes. And I've always thought and preached that this part of the terminology was about protecting yourself from immediate exposure to life-threatening bad air. Some examples might be uh, heavy, thick smoke, contaminated clouds and vapors, NBC, nuclear biological chemical conditions, and severe airborne viral outbreaks. All these years, my thought process around this particular three-minute rule of the rule of threes was crystal clear. When exposed to highly toxic airborne conditions, our bodies will not survive beyond the roughly three-minute mark, less or more, give or take. But after doing some research, I found that the meaning of the three-minute rule in the Rule of Three's nomenclature actually means something very, very different. And it makes no sense to me, and it should be clarified. Here's what I found over and over again, written in articles and blogs and opinion-based shows and videos and podcasts just like this one. The human body can survive roughly for three minutes under very certain conditions without breathable air entering the lungs. Here's what Wikipedia writes about the first of the four rules listed in the Rule of Threes for survival. Normally, the Rule of Threes contain the following. You can survive three minutes without breathable air, meaning unconsciousness, or in icy water. Let me repeat. You can survive three minutes without breathable air, meaning unconsciousness, or in icy water. And every other source that I found just parrots this phrase, so I continued digging around the subject and I found that many people within the survivalist genre were also getting confused when dealing with this one rule of survival. So let's break it down. The first line, you can survive three minutes without breathable air, meaning unconsciousness. Okay, 
no oxygen getting to your lungs, rendering you unconscious for no more than three minutes. Next line, or in icy water. Again, being unconscious, not breathing, while submerged in nearly freezing icy cold water. So why is this one of the rules of survival? Yes, it may be true, scientifically, biologically, but it makes no sense in the way that it's written to be listed within the rule of threes for survival. How can a person who's unconscious and not breathing and possibly submerged under icy water survive? That's the key word, survive, by spontaneously waking themselves up from unconsciousness and begin breathing again to survive the ordeal. Well, they can't unless one of two things occur before the three-minute egg timer runs out. One, God is not ready for this person to come to heaven and grants them a life-saving miracle. Or... Two, a first responder gets there inside the three-minute mark and resuscitates them and gets them to safety. Both of these may be surviving, but this is not survival, and is certainly not prepping for survival. Now, you may be with a person or come upon a person who is unconscious and can still be revived within the first three minutes, give or take, by resuscitating them back to life. This is a valuable skill to learn, and I encourage it. But, as preppers, we prep for survival. We hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. We have in our prep kits tools and gear to protect our breathing so that we don't become unconscious in the first place. And that, I believe, is what the first of the four rules should be communicating. Three minutes without breathable air should be the rule that reminds us to be prepared at all times for unsafe air quality conditions. And it's the most important rule of the rule of threes for survival. That's why it's listed first. Three minutes without breathable air, three hours without shelter, three days without drinkable water, three weeks without food. It's a list of priorities, what to consider first through last in a survival situation. That's why it's broken down into minutes, hours, days, and weeks. If the SHTF situation is a building fire, a forest fire, citywide fire, a chemical leak or explosion, or any situation where the air is contaminated with radioactive particles, biological agents, or chemical agents, we must be prepared to protect ourselves until we get to a safe distance. The best way to do that is by using masks and respirators. Here's a list of masks and respirators to add to your survival kits. Some are cheap, some not so much. They are in no particular order, and as per usual, we are not affiliated with any of these products or manufacturers, and remember to do your own research before deciding on and or using any of these life-saving products. You may hear terms like NIOSH and ANSI, N-I-O-S-H and A-N-S-I. Well, ANSI is the American National Standards Institute. They are a private nonprofit organization that oversees the development of voluntary consensus standards for products, services, processes, systems, and personnel in the United States. NIOSH, N-I-O-S-H, is the National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health. They are a part of the CDC and are the United States federal agency responsible for conducting research and making recommendations for the prevention of work-related injury and illnesses. Whenever you see an endorsement or rating from either of these two organizations, you know that you're getting a good product. So let's go ahead and start. Number one, 3M6800, full facepiece reusable respirator, NIOSH approved, large ANSI rated, high impact eye protection, face shield, and a four point harness system for comfort and safety. Now this one here is really nice, runs at about $110. Expensive, but very, very good. Next is a 3M6100 half face piece reusable respirator NIOSH approved with a four-point harness for a comfortable fit. 
This one runs about $17. Now, the difference between these two, being that one is 17 and one is 110, is that the 110 one is a full face mask. It co goes completely around your face, protects your, your skin, your eyes, all that stuff. The half face is just goes over your nose and your mouth. Okay, number three is the King, K-Y-N-G, King Tactical, Israeli-style rubber respirator with premium black King 40mm premium filter canister for industrial chemical and emergency preparedness, $39. King is a good brand. I really love the look of the Israeli-style respirator masks. Uh, they don't give you a lot of, of sight, so it's, it's kind of difficult to see what's left and right. you got to look around a lot. Head on a swivel kind of a thing. Maybe even hard to shoot with. Uh, never tried. But they're really cool looking. I like them. Uh, number four is the D-Y-O-B or Diob C-B-R-N full face respirator gas mask for chemical biological nuclear protection with adjustable head strap. Ideal for industrial and military combat use. $38. Next up is the Rhino Smart Solutions RH7011. Full face respirator gas mask for organic chemical and acid vapors. Has a large field of view and is anti-fog and anti-scratch and includes rubber gloves. The kit costs $65. Next up is pretty expensive, a well-known brand, really, really nice stuff. Mira Safety M. This is a M-I-R-A, Mira or Myra. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. So Myra Safety CBRN, full-face reusable Respirator mask has a five-point harness system, drinking tube system, and features 180-degree angle vision with a large field of view, and the innovative built-in speech diaphragm will make communications easier and more efficient. The Mira CBRN filter is sold separately. The mask is $263, and the filter runs at about $90. Like I said, very expensive, but very, very nice. The next one is also by Mira. CM101 full face industrial grade gas mask with 40 millimeter NATO filter compatibility and advanced valve system. Panoramic class one visor with scratch resistant finish offers a wide and clear field of view. It's got a highly adaptable design that contours to fit various face shapes comfortably, featuring a five point adjustable head harness for maximum breathability and comfort. Filters sold separately. The mask is $159. The filters are $90. Number eight, the Honeywell RU6500. Full face piece gas mask with silicone seal and five point head strap. Filters are sold separately. Now this is made by Honeywell, a very well-known name in the HVAC industry. The filters are sold separately. You can get the mask for $138 and the filters for $13. They do have less expensive products in this line. Number nine, the PDS PT101. Full face organic vapor and particulate respirator with dual PA3 carbon activated cartridges. ANSI rated eye protection mask, six different lens color options for different environments. This mask runs at $110 and does include the filters. And last up is the North by Honeywell 7700 series NIOSH approved half mask silicone respirator. 100% medical grade silicone compatible with all N-series cartridge types for use in multiple applications. Easily converts to a powered air purifying respirator system or a PAPR or a continuous flow supplied air respirator, a CSSAR. Filters are sold separately and these run around $30 and the filters run at $13. Very reasonable. Well, I hope this list helps you guys get started on your journey into looking for air purification for yourself, for your personal self, for your family, your loved ones, anybody in your group, 
possibly your animals. They may have them for that as well. I don't know. Uh, but it is really, really important. Air is number one. I like to say water is number one, but that's after the fact that I'm still breathing, right? So yes, air is number one. My prepper brothers and sisters, three minutes without breathable air should concern every prepper survivalist who's striving to build out complete survival kits for the worst SHGF situations that may come our way. Make sure you include breathing protection in all your kits from simple cloth masks and shemogs to full face NBRC respirators. Remember to stay within your price range and buy smart. Stay prepped, stay happy. Thanks for listening and good night. I always try to take the long way home. Skip familiar places that I know. I always seem to find the open road. I'm looking for it everywhere I go. Hey, this is life in the badness, badness Forget about the reason, reason Don't know what you're doing, doing I try to catch the feelings, feelings You make me smile I just stay alive I, This is life in the badness This is life friends along the way so pack your bags and let's leave for the day take your worries make them go away turn the music up and let's escape let's escape this is life in the badlands badlands forget about the reason reason don't know what you're doing the feelings, feelings, you make me smile, I just stay alive, I, this is life in the bad name. this is life in the bad name. so take the leap, help us see, take some This is life in the bad days, bad days Forget about the reason, reason Don't know what you're doing, doing I try to catch the feelings, feelings You make me This is life in the bad name.